Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. 31 Days of Horror. Oops, all werewolves edition. Joining me once again and returning to the show is my good friend, Caleb Mendez. Welcome back, Caleb. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Caleb, you put out a book recently. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that before we get into the movie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I put out a book at the beginning of this year. Uh, It's called Outside of Eden. Uh, It's just a personal poetry book. The uh, little bit about my life coded in some uh, Gnostic religious terms and things like that. I just found the similarities to be really interesting and fun and also not make it about specific things uh, that are too close to home while still getting the point across. But yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm working on something else right now. I'm not sure where it's going, but it's going. Okay. And where can the folks find that? Is that on Amazon? Yeah, so you can find it on Amazon. Just look up Outside of Eden. Uh, you can also find it on my website, and it will take you to Amazon. And uh, that website is calebmendesart.com. Okay, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And there will be a guest profile on our website at mmftg.com. Okay, today we are going to be talking about... An American Werewolf in London from 1981. This movie is a bit of a classic. It got a Saturn Award for Best Horror Film and the first ever Academy Award for Best Makeup. The title is kind of a mashup between An American in Paris and Werewolf of London. Let's see. Directed by John Landis. It's 97 minutes in color. The budget was 5.8 million. Box office, 62 million. So I think that counts as a hit. I agree. The cast is David Naughton as David Kessler. David Naughton, famous for his Dr. Pepper commercials. (laughs) He was the pepper. I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. He was the pepper. Jenny Agater as Nurse Alex Price, Griffin Dunn as Jack Goodman, John Woodvine as Dr. J.S. Hirsch, Don McKillop as Inspector Villers, Frank fucking Oz as Mr. Collins, Paul Kember as Sergeant McManus, Sidney Bromley as Alf, Frank Singunau as Ted, 
Will Layton as Joseph, Jeffrey Burridge as Harry Berman, Brenda Cavendish as Judith Brown, Michael Carter as Gerald Bringsley, Anne-Marie Davies as Nurse Susan Gallagher. And those are all the main players. There's a few more, but I think that's enough. <laughs> so, Caleb, had you seen this movie before? I so, think you said people told you you needed to see it. Yeah, I had a lot of friends tell me that I needed to see this because it is a classic, and I had not seen it until, uh, well, before we started recording this. So, <laughs> yeah, it's my first time watching it. <clears throat> and what did you think? Were your friends oh, right? Did you need to see it? They were indeed right, and I did need to see <laughs> this. Uh, I I thought that this movie was fantastic. It is, it is. This is a typical type one werewolf story. Uh, folks, if you've been listening, all, you may have heard me break this down before, but I'm going to do it again. These are my categorizations that I've come up with from watching all these movies in a month. <laughs> uh, not every werewolf movie falls into one of these categories, but most of them do. Type one is somebody gets bit by a werewolf, has to deal with that, and usually ends up dead at the end. Not always, but usually. Type two is there's a werewolf among us. We've got to figure out who it is. Some movies combine those two things. Type three is the secret lives of werewolves. There's a whole werewolf society, and we learn all of its stupid rules and customs and stuff. And again, that can be combined with the other types of movies. Stupid rules. I like so, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty basic, straightforward type one story. A couple of Americans are backpacking through Europe and are in Scotland? Uh, no, yeah. they're just in the... Um, England. Are they in Scotland? Because they end up in London. <laughs> yeah, they're somewhere in England, I think. Uh, yeah, just kind of the I think it's because they said the Moors. Yeah, they're out in the Moors in uh, England. And the locals clearly know that there's a werewolf problem, but... <laughs> They get yeah. mad at them and kick them out into the night. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Uh, just right at the get-go, they're trying to hang out at a bar, and they see a pentagram or whatever it is on the wall, and everyone gets mad at them for not knowing that there are werewolves. And they're like, you know what? You go out there. You go where the werewolves How are. Dare you. <laughs> How dare you ask questions? Yeah, I love it. I just thought it was one goofy. woman is like, you can't send them out there. They do feel, feel guilty and go out looking for him, but they're too late. One of them Eventually. gets killed. One of them gets killed, and the other one gets infected, taken to the hospital in London, uh, where he meets a cute nurse and immediately starts a relationship with her. Yeah, I thought that that was, you know, a bit odd. But I mean, I'm not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to really criticize movie logic too too bad for a goofy yeah. werewolf film. They're working on movie time, so any romantic possibilities are always accelerated when you're on exactly. movie time. Exactly. But yeah, like I thought, I definitely thought the beginning was just enough uh, to get me really interested and kind of understand the tone of the movie going forward. I mean, you had that comedy. It seemed like it was just making fun of everyone, both the British mm -hmm. and Americans. And then, obviously, some serious tone. And then a lot of gore. This movie was a... I, I didn't yeah. expect it to be as bloody going into uh -huh. it. But it, it was quite a bloody film. And it was great. I mean, all practical effects. It was it was truly fun. 
Uh, speaking of the effects, yes, they're they're practical. This movie, I think, what it's best known for is its transformation. Yeah, that it really, transformation. <laughs> it really steps things up from the just sort of cross fading and adding hair to somebody's face. As I mentioned earlier, they did get an Academy Award for it, and I think. It's probably the first movie to do this kind of transformation, this full body. The guy's not just growing hair, but his limbs are getting longer and he's kind of breaking out of his... It's a, He doesn't exactly tear out of his skin. There are some where they just tear their skin off and there's a werewolf underneath. <laughs> but it's a very painful process because the shape of his bones is changing and his skin is stretching out. Yeah. It's turning into something larger. Yeah, that transformation, I mean, everything about it, you could just see how violent and painful of a transformation it was. And because yeah. it was all practical, it just made it that much more fun just to see. And yeah. you really felt like you were watching a man go through the pains of turning into a monster. Yeah. And he is, there's three basic types of werewolf as well. One is you're just a wolf. You look like a wolf. They just get a wolf and they or a wolf-looking dog, and they just film it. Two is you're a really big wolf. And three is you're a wolf man of some kind, a bipedal, clearly not a wolf and clearly not a man. So he turns into a really big wolf, a yes. type two. He's like alligator size. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's quite big scary alli looking. Big alligator size. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, there's an element in this film that we haven't seen before, which is he's haunted by ghosts. So there's ghosts yeah. and werewolves. I really thought that the sort of and... lore that this movie built was interesting with the ghosts. Um, yeah. I thought that that was just kind of a fun twist of an unnatural death causes them to keep wandering the earth and haunt this yeah, one well, wolf bloodline the people the people that he killed well his best friend's haunting him and his best friend's telling him he needs to kill himself yeah which is true he's correct yes he, sadly he is correct but he's also being haunted by the people that he has killed and they can't rest until he dies but it seems to me and i don't know if they had really addressed this if he dies, his friend's not going to be at rest. His friend can't be at rest until the wolf that killed him dies. And I think that wolf is still running around, isn't it? Uh, No. So the beginning did, of the movie. did the villagers kill it? Yeah, the villagers killed that man. But because the curse okay. got passed, because the curse got passed on, okay. the the wolf like bloodline uh, okay. continued going. So, so he's got to be haunted until the whole bloodline comes to an end. Exactly. Well, we will. <laughs> so this is not with any way John Landis's approval, but we will discover in the sequel some 16 years later that the bloodline has not come to an end. So those guys should all still be running around. Perhaps. Haunting, or maybe uh, it's just, you know, somebody. A another group of lycanthrope out there uh may maybe there are just a whole bunch of other werewolves which well, yeah when we get to that i've got a lot to say about that but uh <laughs> okay yeah but no there there is an implied it's not explicitly stated but there is an implied connection direct connection to this movie yes uh beyond just a similar title 
So he, at some point, figures out that he is, in fact, a werewolf. He wakes up in the zoo. He becomes a balloon thief to cover his nakedness. The doctor, at some point, becomes convinced. He goes out to investigate the initial uh, incident and becomes convinced somehow that he is a werewolf, or at least thinks he's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. He goes home from the hospital with the nurse. So they they hook up and, and shack up right away. But he, he changes while she's out. Wakes up in the zoo, in the wolf cage, which he's broken into. I also wanted to mention, this is a John Landis film, so we get a See You Next Wednesday. That is his little thing that he hides in all his films. Somebody will say the line, See You Next Wednesday, or it will appear in text or something. And in this film, the See You Next Wednesday is the name of a pornographic film showing at a theater. Ladies and gentlemen, you used to have to go to a movie theater or own a projector to watch pornography. You know? You could not just get it on your phone. That was such a weird moment seeing that in a movie because I sat there and I just went, hmm, yeah, I really just want to go in public into a movie yes. theater and watch something <laughs> like your, that. It was your only option. Oh, uh, what a bad option. Unless you had some eight millimeters you'd ordered through the mail or something and your own projector. But as common as uh, DVD players are today, movie projectors were not quite as common back in the day. Though you could uh, check one out from the library. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do we used to do that for my birthday a couple of years. I'd have a slumber party and you could check out a projector and like three movies. Oh, what a fun time. Yeah, yeah. So I remember one year we had like Phantom of the Opera and then a couple of sort of comedy short films. <laughs> Probably one of them was Hardware Wars. So, uh yeah, but it was a whole big thing. It was a whole yeah. big thing. No, it sounds like uh, a big deal. But this was the kind of kind of projector you used to have at school that kind of thing yeah gotcha which they probably they didn't have by the time you were in school no 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 anyway the name of the pornography the name of the pornographic movie is see you next wednesday and it seems to be something that they have filmed for this movie because they made it kind of comical yeah at one point uh, the two lead actors are kind of getting into it and a guy just walks into the scene and they just go, who are you? And he's like, wrong place, sorry. And then just leaves. Yeah, no, he, he comes and he's like, hey, how could you, you promised me you never do this again. And a guy breaks in and says, you promised me you never do this again. And the male actor says, I never promised you anything. And he says, not you, her. And she says, I've never seen you before in my life or something like that. And he's like, Oh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Just leaves. <laughs> but yeah, there's another scene where I don't remember exactly what it is, but she answers the phone in a kind of odd fashion. Yeah, it's it's definitely just silly. The phone rings and she answers it and it's like a wrong number or something. Which, yeah. Like, why would you bother to put that in a in a porno you know it's not something that just happens you scripted that and put it in there that you interrupted what was going on for a wrong number yeah oh man so uh it's pretty weird but you know but he about... goes in there 
I think that we might be going to the Go same ahead. place uh, about that scene. You know, he goes in there to kind of get away from turning into a werewolf. Yeah. Oh, no, he goes in there because his uh, he sees the ghost of his friend. It kind of lures him in. And yeah. they sit down and yeah. have a conversation. And that animatronic that they did for uh, his buddy Jack, I believe is his name, fantastic. Yes. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, I think all of the special effects were done by Rick Baker, I believe. And uh-huh. man, every every little practical effect in this movie was just fantastic. The uh, that animatronic specifically, with the hanging flesh and everything, it really made me uncomfortable. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I could see everything happening with this guy right now. That is wildly uncomfortable but it's also really funny because we're having a very (laughs) serious conversation about hey you need to kill yourself because you're a terrible monster and then in the background is this oddly comedic pornographic film that does not fit the tone of the conversation (laughs) let me just let me look up rick baker because i ran across his name in one of the other movies that I haven't recorded yet. Uh, this but guy does uh, a lot of practical effects for, from what I've seen, a lot of werewolf movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think they got him to do Cursed. And then for some reason, the uh, producer didn't like what he was doing. Okay. <laughs> but he's still listed in like the opening credits. Interesting. Yeah, so they kind of, I think they maybe used part of his stuff and then changed it to some CGI shit, but you can still see some of it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we'll get to that, though, when we record that movie. Yep. Yes, he did American Werewolf in London, and he did the the Werecat in Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller. All right. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah, um... Everything about this movie was just great. I thought the pacing was fun, too. It, it was very fast-paced, mm-hmm. but, I mean, they're working on movie time, so it, it had to be, you know, pretty fast-paced. Uh, the cinematography was really fun, too. Like, I really, really love the sort the sort of shots in the woods where it's, like, a point of view where you are the monster running through the woods. And, I mean, Sam Raimi did it in The Evil Dead and... It's. I guess it's become pretty mm-hmm. common now. Uh, I love stuff like that. And then, I think the thing that really, the the my favorite shot of the film, the thing that really took me away, was uh, in the subway when he's chasing that guy through the subway, and the man's on the escalator, and it's this bird's eye view. You see the man on the escalator, and just out of shot, you see the werewolf slowly coming in, and it hard cuts it, him waking up in the zoo. Man, I just thought that that suspense was so cool. Yeah. Really made me kind of scared of the werewolf. I'm like, oh, wow, this thing is daunting. Because you see the transformation, but you you didn't really see the monster until that point, you know, in full. It's just kind of like, oh, a mouth here or there. Because it's a big, you know, animatronic thing. Yeah, I, I just thought that what they did with what little they could do was fantastic. Where did you where did you watch this? I'm trying to see where it's streaming. I thought it was on Peacock. So, uh, or is that my just... my good friend Joey had this movie on 4K, 
and he brought it over and we watched it. Okay. All right. So yeah, folks, I think you're going to have to, I think American Werewolf in Paris is on Peacock, but American Werewolf in London, you're going to have to stream it. Uh, I mean, rent it or buy it. I already own it, but oh, maybe it might be on Shutter. It might not. I'm not sure. Well, even if YouTube you have to own it, it's on Shutter. But there, there's a couple things I tried. There's a couple things I tried to watch on Shutter, and it told me it wasn't available in your country. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this movie's definitely worth owning or renting, in my opinion. Uh, so here's the part where we give it a rating. What are you going to rate it? We're using a um, a full moon scale, a moon phase uh, scale. All right. See, I was wondering if we were still doing pumpkins or not. Yeah, no, this year we're doing moons. So it's <laughs> new moon, half moon. I mean, it's a new quarter, half, three quarters, or full. Wow. Okay, cool. Um. All right. So my rating of this film, I'm giving this movie a full moon. I think that it was great it was a lot of fun i enjoyed the tone of on the serious and the comedic parts uh it added some lore to werewolves i'm not too knowledgeable on werewolf lore so this was definitely something that i thought was really fun uh just to sort of you know get me into it Uh, and overall i mean i enjoyed it yeah so this is this is a full moon for me i agree i also give it a full moon Highly recommended. Awesome. If uh, it's definitely worth uh, renting or buying, I own it, of course. Uh, the sequel, which we will be discussing, Caleb will come back to talk about it tomorrow, because I told him his punishment for picking the good movie that everybody wants to watch is he had to also watch the bad movie that nobody wants to watch. You know. So I definitely, I definitely didn't think it would be. I didn't think it would be a punishment, <laughs> but you'll hear about it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yes. So thank you for joining me, Caleb, and thank you for joining us listeners out there. Please uh, like and subscribe and rate and review and all of that stuff, and you can find links to all that stuff uh, at mmftg.com, and you can follow us, uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mmftg where you will hear patron exclusive episodes as well as occasional early releases when i can get them edited ahead of time and ad free episodes until next time i have been your host precious d remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements please do not misuse science And we won't see you next Wednesday, but you will hear us on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg.